1: filtered news
0: real news welcome everyone to the Tory says show i'm your host tori today is july 26 2019 and it's friday Well, so what are we all doing this Friday aside from planning our weekend and looking back on how quick this month has gone, right guys? It's the end of July. Like, you know, I'm still stuck on the fact that last month was maybe April or March. I don't know if it's just me, but, um, you know, that date, you know, Labor Day weekend, you know, is coming up and, uh, It looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. So a lot of people are wondering what's next for the Democrats. What is going on? What are we doing? And um, this is stuff we should be discussing today, but that can actually wait until the week after next. Because, you know, the Democrats are going on vacation now, so there's nothing to talk about with a caravan approaching a new one on August 1st to our southern border. Mm hmm. So this is what the face of the Democrats is, the face of attempting to disrupt our infrastructure to violate anything, anything that is written down on paper that what reinforces what the values of our nation is. Right. They're supposed to be upholding the Constitution, something we're not seeing. But, you know, what everyone is chit-chatting about is Ilhan Omar. There was a thread put out yesterday by Imam 12, um and he was talking about the Qataris. He was talking about the connections with Ilhan Omar. Uh, you know, then we had, you know, Glenn Beck, who I loathe, put out a little schematic about her faith marriage, non-faith marriage. Something I want to break down so that way we understand it better. Because it seems like so many people have their POVs. But like I've said before, I don't work with what I have only here. And good investigative journalists, and obviously, let me put a hiatus here. My 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 knowledge for years is the Middle East and Africa, obviously Asia Pacific too. But this is my expertise. I've been to these nations. I know how they operate. So obviously I've made friends. And those friends have made other friends that provide information. There are literally think tanks in the Middle East and among the Arab nations that are the same, I would say, they are equally as curious as to who the real Ilhan Omar is. And instead of us trying to figure out things that she has buried, Instead of us trying to figure out how we can coerce someone from her you know, community, from her constituents to come out clean and tell us what's going on in Somalia, we have to appreciate how the Somalis work culturally and how they operate. Because a lot of people are like, well, all these people know it. Why aren't they talking about it? Uh, because you have no idea how it works in Somalia. You have absolutely no idea. If I was Somali and I knew something on Ilhan, With the values that I have today of freedom, of loving this country, of what truth and transparency can come, I'm going to tell you what. I would sit and calculate like the biggest master plan to make sure that I'm throwing stones to the left, you know, while I'm, you know, giving information to the right. It is the most difficult thing to do because they will find you. And the people within the Somali community, that when she was running for state representative made comments on the boards, on their Somali boards, that they have everywhere, right? It's not just the Somali spot. That's a little bit more tame tame than other ones. You will see words being used to describe Americans, Caucasian, African-American. I'll tell you what, they despise black Americans more than anything. You know, you think... They loathe Caucasians. You think they loathe Christians? You think they loathe Jews? Well, wait till you see what they have to say about Black Americans. They call them dumb. They call them tools. Everything under the sun, saying they were given the freedom, and look at them now. They're still crying about the freedom that they need when they have it. Guys, I'm not. I'm not just saying this. You need to read it. N-word flies like nobody's business. Outrage that they have to tick the black or African-American box. They refuse to. Mm. Yet, you know, we've got BLM and we've got, you know, the NAACP embracing them. Embracing the very people that hate them. It's it's really incredible if you, if you think about it. So today I'm going to break down for you what you really need to know about Ilhan Omar. Exposed to you. Because through this uh, New York Times op ed, uh, a few hints and glimmers were given, but obviously, even the New York Times has no idea. There is a terrorist group, a terrorist group so covert, so covert. That it's changed its name and then Obama buried the changed name. He classified it. Remember how care and Illinois are like, oh my gosh, they have terrorists. And the majority are Muslim. And they're not letting us know why are they classifying them. We should know who they are. Listen, no, they don't. Because then you know we're watching. Now, this name has been buried For a very long time, since 2008 when it was initiated. In 2010, it was completely buried. And that also came hand in hand with the lawsuit that was happening. If you guys know, CARE was an unindicted terrorist organization. They were part of a lawsuit. They are deemed a terrorist organization by other Muslim nations. The Saudis call them terrorists. Why? Well, we'll get into that. We will delve into that and you will understand why they do so and how it's happening. But before we get into Ilhan Omar, we need to talk about really important things going on on the global front in respects to us. So as you know, President Trump has uh, decided to refuse to provide F-35s to Turkey, right? Said, no, you're not having them. You bought the S-400 missile systems, right? You're not getting your hands on the F-35s. Because if you get your hands on the F-35s, even though you say that you will be able to, I don't know, make sure that they don't, uh, you know, get our tech. Because for some reason you think you're some kind of genius that will be able to patch it without the actual knowledge of the S-400. No, it's not happening. Well, guess what? I'm going to play a clip for you because here's the thing. Turkey's state television has now put out a video explaining to people. So this is how propaganda works. Listen, and I want you to take two things home from this sound clip, which is three minutes. One, what they're saying and they're explaining the position, but two, the fact that they're explaining the position. How many times have you seen CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all these left insane propaganda arms tell you, let us break down the facts for you. You're probably seeing this, but we'll tell you what's real. Remember? Because that is how propaganda works. They tell you, don't listen to what everybody else says. Listen to us. And that ties into President Trump's tweet about Fox News. It was a while back where I was talking about and writing about how the fact that Fox News was purchased, it's done. Yes, there are a few gems of people that have contracts so they can't get rid of them and that have been there for a very long time that speak truths within confines, right? We saw what happened to Judge Janine, right? So they speak truth within some barriers, I know Sean Hannity and Tucker say nobody tells them what to say, but we all know that once that contract is up or the minute they do something wrong, they're out. We all know that. So, uh, you know, they are fake news. Anything mainstream media is fake news the real news lies in the ether lies within you me we are the news they are not they are propaganda and that includes you know Glenn Beck and all his other you know minions that are sitting there telling you oh I know like Mark Levin what does he know he writes a book oh, according to my book nobody cares about your book what is the reality where were you three years ago when Trump was running what were you saying then mm, it's opportunists see We have opportunists that say great, beautiful words and great wordsmithing, and then they write all these books and just buy them because they're great. Because they say the right things, but do they mean it? So their analysis, all of these, and we're talking conservative side, right? All of these are just money makers for them. Now, the only channel that I will really turn on in my house is AON. And, you know, and there I take with a grain of salt too – But it's actually factual. I mean, for someone like me who watches the news worldwide, and I don't watch like CNN, you know, Malaysia or CNN, Italy or anything. I watch like their little doohickey, you know, channels within their areas. If I want to watch news in Turkey, I watch the Kurdish, you know, homemade movies that they do, right, where they go out and they ask questions and they're um, independent reporters. Uh, If I want to find out about Syria, I listen to these, you know, hot. Hijacked radio stations, uh, you know, where they all talk with each other, where the Kurds that we back are talking, you know, and and what is really going on. I want to listen about Iran. I don't just listen to what Rouhani puts out in a statement or what our mainstream media tells me. I listen to these, you know off, you know, radio stations that are picking up the Iranian state news. And I try to tap into those streams whenever they're available to listen or listen to the commentary based on those, you know, this is how you find it. Or you get with think tanks in Saudi Arabia, at the UAE. There's so many forums and chat rooms where you can get with people that are trying to analyze the same problem. For me, there are a lot of things that I ask. And I've said this before. I belong to a group that has been around for almost two decades, over two decades we've been around, where it's just a bunch of nerds and we talked about um, uh, you know, using predictive mathematics to predict what is going to happen. Kind of like I predicted that, um, you know, Mueller was probably gonna be asked, you know, who appointed him as U.S. Attorney in mass. And I said, I predict based on his behavior and his posture that he's gonna say something like Bush when we all know it's Reagan because he's playing dumb. So, you know, these are predictive analyses that are pretty on point. We've been working on our algorithms and the way we do it for over 20 years and there are indeed other think tanks that do the same for their own nations for their own interests or for whatever they want and i could tell you um i shared the maats group and maat in egyptian means uh transparency truth you know etc the, they put a video together asking who ilhan is why she is being treated the way she is by specific nations and by specific persons right That's because they're concerned, too. Uh, There is a video out on YouTube from uh, a Somali analyst. There's a woman who uh, talks and analyzes uh, Somali issues within the United States. And I was watching it, and I don't speak Somali, so... um, What I've done is I've transcribed, I've gotten the transcription of the video that was uploaded just, uh, you know, 10 or so hours ago, and then ran it through, um, you know, machine translation. And basically she's not knocking on Ilhan Omar, but she's pointing out how, you know, she should be uh, more moderate because it's reflecting bad on all the Somalis. Now, Given not all the Somalis are here, trained like Ilhan. Well, actually, Ilhan is one of the bloodline leaders of what group I'm going to talk to you about today. I dropped it on a tweet yesterday where I reached out to the imam to say, hey, maybe we should exchange notes. But I realized that some of the information that he's getting is um, is more, um, how would I say, more colorful than the black and white, uh, you know, uh, facts that, that, that I have a hold of. So, you know, not all these Somalis have uh, come through uh, going through and being recruited as specific persons um, where they're vested with uh, tasks. Okay, not all of them. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the caravans. Say there's a caravan with a thousand people. If you want to put a terrorist through the border, right, you're not going to send him by himself. You're going to send him in a group of people. And as the those groups of people disperse, that terrorist can slip through. It's kind of like, have you seen in the movies where someone's being chased And they're in Louisiana, right, in New Orleans. And there's like a whole, you know, dance thing going on in the streets. So when they run out of these alleys, where do they go? Into, you know, the parade, the dancing, the noise, because crowds, crowds can hide and obfuscate the person of interest. This is exactly the way it is with this Somali-Liberian importation. So the... This is a big deal, and you're gonna see why. Because we're gonna start off talking about Turkey. Now, there's videos out that Erdogan was present, um, that he was around. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like that term that they keep making really ugly, which is conspiracy theorists. Which one of my pre-recorded shows that I'll be playing next week, because I will be visiting with my daughter um, for becoming a soldier, um, will be on that how the notion of conspiracy theorist has been derived, how it is applied. And it's almost as if, you know, back in the day, I remember when I was a kid, right? We're talking like, you know, early 90s. Um, kids would tell me that I was a nerd, right? Because I was. I, I was, I, I, I still had milk teeth and I was taking high school classes and sometimes the public school system would take me to um, St. John's uh, College so that I can do some more advanced classes. So I was like that kid prodigy, like a Doogie Hauser type thing, but for math, right? And so they would like hustle me around and kids would call me a nerd, even though I thought I was pretty cool. I had a sense of humor, you know, but yeah, okay, I was smart. And, and you know, I remember once... Um, um, you know, this, um, this girl who had the lace Madonna socks that everybody wanted and I wanted, but you know, I was raised by really strict Greek, um, immigrant parents. And so, uh, that was a no for my mom. Anyway, so she like came up to me smacking. I she's you're such a nerd. And I was like, well you know, it's not bad being a nerd. Nerds are the ones that, you know, make changes in the world and they're smart. And that's true. Now I was young when I said it and that was kind of me defending it. And, you know, I, I always had a sense of humor so I never got beat up. I think I was the only kid that could enter the projects and not get beat up. Uh, when, you know, walking uh, over to the high school from my junior high school to take classes. So, um, That's the way it is. Nerds used to be like the dorks, you know, like porkies, you know, with the tape between their, you know, glasses and pocket protectors. But then in the late 90s, early 2000s, nerds became hot, right? They were the thing. It's like, hey, nerd, what's up? I like you, right? Nerds became hot. Kind of thinking that conspiracy theorists, it's not going to be so tainted anymore. Especially now we're seeing that movement. Not much of a conspiracy theory now, is it, huh? That Epstein has a plane with all these little girls. Not much of a conspiracy theorist now, is it? With this Satan and stuff and cannibalism and all that. Nope, nope, nope. Everything's coming to light. Not such a conspiracy theorist or Islamophobic that, you know, there are a group of radical, fanatic Islamic terrorists that are entering our country for the purpose of what? Infiltrating our nation and changing it yes that's a form of jihad and we'll get into that so we have to think Before we start on Ilhan Omar, which nation did I and I have been saying is the greatest threat to the United States? No, it's not Iran. No, it's not North Korea. No, it's not Russia. I would have to say it's a tie between the European Union and Turkey. And here's why Turkey is scary. And here's why this clip will tell you not only why Turkey is scary if you pay attention, but just how propaganda works. Two birds with one stone. Take a listen
2: chances are you've come across stories that Turkey is conducting a mass crackdown on refugees, claiming that Ankara has started to forcefully deploy refugees back to Syria in a direct violation of both Turkish and international law. So let's see what all the fuss is about. The Istanbul governor's office recently ordered unregistered people to adhere to their permit restrictions. The statement refers to Syrian nationals who have not been registered by the government at the border or elsewhere in Turkey and moved to Istanbul for greater convenience. Over the last eight years, since the start of the Syrian conflict, the number of those who have moved to Istanbul has reached one million. To put it in perspective, that is the size of Brussels, and over half of which are registered elsewhere. Turkey's interior minister Süleyman Soylu also reaffirmed that Syrians will not be deported. Tamamen kayıtsız yasa dışı yollardan Türkiye'ye gelen Suriyelilerle, yani kayıtlı olmayan Suriyeliler ve biz bunlar alıyoruz ve kamplara gidiyoruz. Kimseyi sınır dışı Suriyeliler, var. geçi koruma kapsamında kimseyi sınır dışı Some of the statements circulating on social media are misguided, including the relocation of Syrians to Idlib, a current hotspot in the civil war, and conducting a nationwide crackdown. But Turkey has preserved its humanitarian stance on the issue. According to the UNHCR, Turkey is the country that has hosted the most refugees in the world for five years straight.
0: Okay, I'm just going to pause it for a second. So so far, as you see, they're setting it up. They're talking about... Fake news, how everything is fake, how they're right. And now they're quoting what? UN stats, the UN Human Rights Council reports. Okay. We're just taking it step by step so you guys can understand because now it's going to make sense after this clip. What we're going to talk about.
2: A total of 3.87 million Syrians have found a home in Turkey. Ankara has spent in the ballpark of $40 billion to deal with the crisis. In comparison the 6 billion euros promised by the EU that have not been delivered by brussels to pay their share of the 2016 deal
0: remember when i told you that turkey was threatening the european union that they will unleash their borders because they haven't paid their part of the deal. Here is them explaining it, saying, well, they promised us in 2016 they're going to give us 6 billion euros to deal with all these refugees, but in essence, they've only given us two. This is them explaining why it's okay that they're pulling that card and threatening.
2: Instead, Europe has only paid around 2 billion euros, meaning that they have not compensated Turkey for returning migrants, as well as not providing visa-free travel to Turkish citizens. Meanwhile, people continue to drown off Europe's southern Mediterranean. Wait,
0: did you guys catch that? So they not only didn't pay that money to help them with the refugees, but they're not allowing Turkish citizens to travel freely within Europe with no visa. Are you paying attention?
2: Mediterranean shores. Turkey has kept its doors open to refugees. A matter confirmed by the Interior Ministry, which has stated that the number of refugees has reached 4.9 million people this year an increase of 700,000 people since 2017. These five million people all receive rights similar to those of Turkish citizens, with free access to education, healthcare, and accommodation. Moreover, the president and the government have reiterated that Turkey will continue its open-door policy and commitment to supporting the Syrian people, a matter that has been proven outside of the humanitarian realm. Through its military operations, Euphrates, Shield, and Olive Branch, creating safe zones in the north of it and combating Daesh and YPG terrorists, while also supporting opposition groups that fight Bashar al-Assad's regime. In addition to being present on the mediation and negotiation front, Turkey has also taken an active role in peace talks, trying to carve a path to restoration and stability for the war-torn country.
0: Okay, so Propaganda 101, you tell everyone how there's fake news. Then you tell them how great you're doing and why you're doing so great and how everyone is not doing their part of the deal. Now let's break it down. This is called making deals, right? And we're going to talk about some deals that the Speaker of the House has made. We're going to talk about what um, head in sand deal they've made with the Obama administration and how this is moving forward and slowly will be unraveled. Because no matter what the Democrats, Democrats have planned to be able to attack on 2020 it will whiplash back in their face this year is the year of the boomerang as they say because everything they've done is boomeranging back in their face next year it'll be the, the year of the whiplash they will be whiplashed out out of everybody's mind they will be um, flogged with everything that, I, that they've said so whatever they have supported and done mm, it's only to come This is where we need to be more careful and paying attention because things that have been said by others that are called extremist, extremist, right, are wrong. They're not extremists. They were telling you the truth. When you couldn't believe it, it's like people saying, hey, Bill Clinton's flying around in jets. So are all these high flying people, that Harvard professor, Pinker. He's denying that he has any relations with Epstein. Yet I've got a picture of you, dude, on, your, on his jet with the other perverts. No, no, no. See, back then when you talk about it, you were crazy. You were wearing a tinfoil hat. Things like that don't happen because people, average people, human beings cannot fathom disgusting things like this and they can't fathom the idea of spirituality. See, if you were to pose these statements of what is going on behind the scenes and we're not talking on the geopolitical struggles and the wars but those actually in power in what they do, these nefarious, satanic things they do, if you were to tell someone that 300 years ago, they'd believe you because they actually believed that the spirit was more um, governed and people were more governed by morals and you know, some uh, other worldly, you know, force. Now it's the government's God. So this cannot happen. This is, uh, you know, you can't even process it. Mm. After the break, I'm going to demonstrate to you again what else Turkey is doing and that's and how it rolls into Ilhan Omar, you will see just how incredibly uh, calculated this plan was. And you have to wonder, why is the Obama administration, why is Obama still attacking his nation? He had his opportunity eight years in office. He gave it his all and still failed. Why? Cause good always wins. I'll see you guys just after this short break.
5: Hey, this is leonora cravoda from red state talk radio for my pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. promo code REDSTATE. Put sleepless nights behind you with pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own.
0: For the best night's sleep in the whole
1: wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
3: Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So now uh, we're going to delve into a little bit so you can see and I can answer the question as to why Ilhan Omar is being treated like royalty and how she's hiding in plain sight because we all have questions about her identity. Uh, We all have questions about what her real, you know, objective was coming to the United States. And it seems that we're not... You know, we're all kind of hovering around the target. And unfortunately, you know, obviously we're putting reports, but we can't say them as a matter of fact until you actually have the facts. I've been lucky enough to get facts. Um, Not so much in the respects of using uh, knowledge that I already have or observations that I've already made, but um, it'll make sense to you. So, again, we've talked about just before the break how Turkey has now put out this new propaganda on TRT World talking about how Turkey has done their bit for the Western civilization by taking in all these refugees, even some of them drowning in the Mediterranean. As we know, they wind up, you know, washing up to the shores of Greece, but you know, obviously they omit the fact that the people that are washing up on the shores of Greece are actually missing internal organs. (laughs) All of them like empty carcasses with life jackets as if they were trying to swim. This is a fact. 5,000 of those uh, washed up to the shore a couple years ago um, to Greece's shores off the coast of Lesbos, uh, an island. So, People need to understand we're only getting half the story, but they're just painting the pictures to why, you know, they're in this position, in this position. They're not telling people, yeah, we're going to be deporting them. Yeah, we're doing this. No, they're not. They're going to be opening up the floodgates. They're going to be coming in, and it's kind of cool that, you know, when they open up the floodgates, they're going to be by the Balkan nations too. And remember, I told you four weeks ago, we appointed a new ambassador in Bulgaria. That's Kurdish descent. Uh, She speaks fluent Greek. Her name is Hera, just like my daughters. And, um, you know, she is, well, it's Edo, which is like the other version of Hera. It's not the ancient version. It's the Edo. It's another how do you say it, like a more modernized um, name? They say that it derives from Hera. But anyway, she is there. She speaks Turkish. She speaks Kurdish. She speaks Greek and obviously English. And she will be, she is the uh, U.S. ambassador there. So We already knew, and this is why we have things in place. We already knew, and this is why we sent all these weapons and um, choppers uh, to the Balkan areas and to northern Greece. We already knew. And so now Turkey is beefing up to tell their own people who are tired of the reflection of Turkey that is going outward to the west Right. They're tired of it. They consider him a dictator. Obviously, Erdogan being dead, uh, you know, would mean that their vice president of of would be in and he's even worse. Um, But they don't like the Muslim Brotherhood because they know their nation is at stake they know that it's only a matter of time be- before the nations that they've committed genocide against the nations that 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 are being provoked at the moment not only of the balkans you know and the mediterranean but we're talking the arab nations it's only a matter of time before they strike and their partner iran is already warming up to the united states like i said we've got ink drying as we speak and um you know the qataris Mm-hmm. It's only going to take one instance remember we have troops uh around there just outside right by the UAE and um Saudi Arabia so we just sent 500 troops that way remember so we already know if people pay attention to the little movements that our government has been doing for the past few months you will understand that we already know this is how I knew that Turkey was an issue the minute they flew in and parked themselves in the eastern Mediterranean and impose themselves on other nations I said if war sparks it'll be them but you know what I'm going to tell you this now and you're wow you're psychic Russia is going to help us on this Russia's going to to. come from the north i'm telling you they're going to come down and quash them even though they're friends so propaganda explaining to their citizens and to those that are outside of turkey that are like oh poor turkish people look at all the stuff they did and we didn't even uphold the agreement i make them right for opening up the floodgates Mm. so this is where it goes but here is the next threat that came out from them. The next threat that came out of Turkey that people don't get, remember, we told them that we are no longer, what? Going to provide them F-35s, right? We said, no more, you are not getting F-35s. Well, uh, like I told you yesterday, for some reason, Germany threw Turkey a bone in the economy and said, we are building our Volkswagen manufacturing facility in Turkey, and here's what's being reported today.
5: If the United States will not sell its F-35s, that's the response from Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan. It comes after the Trump administration announced last week it was removing its NATO ally Turkey from the F-35 program after Ankara purchased and received delivery of Russian S-400 missile defences. U.S. President Donald Trump has yet to decide on sanctions on Turkey that appear to be required by U.S. law. I'm joined in studio by our defence correspondent, Daniel Tsemak with further details. Uh, Daniel, if Turkey says it will have its needs met elsewhere, what's it likely to do?
6: Well, there, there are a few different options here. Uh, it, the United States is not the only country that has F-35s. Israel has F-35s. Uh, many other countries do. It's a shorter list, but they could theoretically maybe find a way to attain those specific types of stealth fighter jets, which is widely considered to be the best stealth fighter jet in the world. Now, the only competitor is actually a Russian fighter jet, that being the Sukhoi Su-35. And there were uh, talks in the past two weeks that Russia was offering that jet uh, to replace the F-35, as it's a very easy replacement, also a very, very, very expensive aircraft, just as the F-35 is. And there was speculation growing that they could, they being uh, the Turkish camp could indeed try and pursue that. But for the latest we've heard from Turkish officials are that they are not in any sort of negotiations or talks with Moscow on securing that fighter jet so it is possible here that we're still seeing some negotiations even happening between turkey and the u.s behind closed doors but maybe mm. we'll hear more out of uh, erdogan's camp and hearing what, where he really t- intends right. to take that uh take that purchase or take that customer elsewhere
0: if things were- okay before we continue did you hear how he said this this is how you need to parse out fake news okay the pentagon already said you're not getting them we grounded their pilots a couple months ago right and said okay you're not training on these anymore you're done you're grounded We said, you get these, you're done. You have the opportunity to walk it back. You're done. They were like, you're not going to tell us what to do. We've already invested money. That's okay. We can refund you. You don't need this. But did you hear what the guy said? There's tons of other countries that have these fighter jets. Yeah, there's tons. There's Germany. There's the United Kingdom. There's Norway. There's basically most of the European Union. Oh, and he just mentioned Israel. Yeah, because Israel is going to get into an arms deal with Turkey when Turkey... It just pushes out, you know, anti-Semitism like, you know, it's water. You know, it rains down every time they speak. They loathe the Jews, yet Israel is going to sell them F-35s that they can tamper with. When Israel is one of the people saying, you can't modify the S-400 without providing the technology of the F-35 to Russia. You know, they're one of the biggest, you know, and strongest supporters of that. I mean, even the Russians kind of said it, right? The Russians even said it. Remember, When uh, they came in to um, uh, support Assad, do you guys remember that? They came in, they've got S-400 missile systems at their naval base in, in, um, uh, in Syria, right? This was covered two years ago. OK, when they were coming in, oh, they have S-400, mis- you know, missile systems and they're going to target our ships. Yeah, but they turned them off. They made sure that they're inoperable, that they're not on because they cannot guarantee that they won't shoot down friendly craft. So the Russians already said we can't guarantee that it won't shoot down friendly craft. But, you know, Turkey, for some reason, like, yeah, we're geniuses because that's what we know Turkey for to be geniuses in regards to making software patches, especially when they're not exchanging technology information. Right. To not (laughs) target F-35s, which, by the way. If I was the Russians and this F-35 has been going on from like before President Trump uh, took office and knowing Hillary Clinton the Russians probably already have the schematics of the F-35 anyway thanks to her. She loves to sell things because the bottom line is you cannot control a population without providing terror and this is just another method of saying look we're an open book just don't attack us. We're working together and we'll tell you when we need you to look like a threat so that way we can subdue our population. That's the whole deal. This is why they give away stuff like this but anyway i wanted to just point attention to the fact that this clown inferred that oh yeah you know israel has them too so turkey may buy them from there but what they're telling us is turkey doesn't need the u.s because there's eu allies which were just verified by germany saying hey we're gonna build a volkswagen factory in turkey that's you know this much money for you Hmm, are they going to try To find a loophole, which they've already done for the sanctions, right, with Instex that they're creating, which is to create a new money transfer system that evades our sanctions. But will they find a way to purchase F-35s from our, and I'm using huge air quotes, like air quotes, the size of the sun, air quotes, allies may sell it to them.
5: Move in the less favorable direction in terms of uh, U.S.-Turkey relations being sustained. What kind of an impact does the fallout over these F-35 jets have on a country like Israel?
6: Well, for Israel, it could actually be a a huge opportunity. They could say it's an opportunity to take and fill the void left by Turkey. Turkey actually held a manufacturing uh, facility within Turkey that was producing parts of the F-35, different sort of materials. Now, the U.S. and Israel have actually already reached an agreement to establish a similar type facility in israel so it could mean that israel is just going to sink its teeth deeper into this very massive deal which could reap uh, huge benefits for israel's defense establishment
0: oh dear was that uh, was that like saying oh look israel is going to sink its teeth israel has come in israel is taking it well israel is um positioned geographically perfectly um as a counterpart. Uh, for Turkey in regards to location-wise, right? Where something like this can happen. Don't forget, Israel has created the most, you know, uh, crazy software in regards to... um, Counterterrorism, right uh, I think it's important for us to remember that they created that facial recognition software where you could put a picture of someone and they could tell you how much percentage wise that he may be a terrorist I kid you not you should look that up that's pretty interesting so here we are where Turkey has already started to push the propaganda to say well we're gonna open up the floodgates and you're gonna take all of these refugees and we're not gonna do anything to stop them that's one So they've already excused themselves in a way and told you how. And then Turkey's also saying, well, we're not going to get Russian aircraft. We're going to get it from your allies. Watch us sway. And, you know, now that you've decided that you're cracking a deal with Israel to build the parts that we were supposed to be building in the stuff that we've invested, watch us buy it from one of your allies. I'm telling you, this is a peeing on a tree contest but the thing is we already knew we already know and we have already created the defense for that we're good to go We are 100% good to go. Now, their plan to drag us into this Iran war by nabbing the ship, like, guys, I still can't get over it how right I was. When they stole their ship, I told you, they're going to start taking all the British ships, didn't I? And yet they did. And what did they say? Give us back our ship. Maybe we'll give you back yours. What did the UK do? Help us, help us. America's like, yeah, whatever. And now they're like, oh, we'll just build the EU Navy. Good luck with that. But the EU Navy, let's put it in perspective can actually be built with what? The second largest military of NATO, which is Turkey. Hence the relations. Now we go to Omar. Remember, I've made it a point through writing through lauralumer.us because Laura Loomer, guys, remember she's only 25 years old. I don't think people appreciate that. When I was 25, okay, I had a career. I was um, traveling around the world. I had a child. I was married. Um, uh, You know, I was at another place, but I was still childish. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I didn't change the world. I didn't change the face of anything by the age of 25, Laura did that at the age of 22 remember three years ago how she changed the face of journalism how she changed the face of reporting and how she exposed things now a lot of people you know she rubs you the wrong way she's a kid. I believe that people are still kids up until the age of 30. Unfortunately, even though we're bombarded with technology that actually delays our identity formation because we are so stimulated on many places. I didn't even know who I was or what direction I wanted to be in, even though I was in a career for so long of my time it was only after 15 years that I became me and said oh my gosh what am I doing not saying that I regret because I wouldn't be the person who I am today but on the other hand it I it was at that point when I you know already had children already was well established and I thought to myself like um I've been doing this for almost 20 years and it's like uh, I don't know how I feel about this You, you know um you know not 20 years I was 30 so it was like 15 years a little bit let's be exact 13 and a half years that I was doing it and I decided um, it doesn't feel right. Something is off. I don't uh, I don't know what it is. what have I been doing? How is I accepting situations like this? Why didn't I speak up? How did I think this was okay and this was you know in, in when I hit 30 so we're all children. But think about it, 22, 22, she changed the face of journalism. She told you what was coming and what she has been saying. And yeah, she's going to say it just like any young person would with enthusiasm, with passion and with aggression. That's what kids do, don't they? When they think they're right, don't they do that? That's what they do. And I'm not saying she's childish. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you, the spirit of a younger person is a lot more vibrant, aggressive, and doesn't really care. Bull in a China cabinet, because they have not been conditioned yet to be whipped into the box that society has put us in. The political correctness, because I used to abide by that. You know, they have not been put in the box yet completely. And this is why she changed the face of everything. This is why she made changes. It's those people that disregard the rules and bust open the box. Box that they've been placed in that change things just like I did. I mean, when I decided that I was like, oh, you know, I'm done with this. I'm just going to go into medicine and I'm going to study molecular biology and I'm going to figure this out because people have been trying to cure cancer for like forever and they haven't done it. And because... I decided to shred those boxes. I wasn't like the other students that were next to me taking, you know, publications and textbooks and whatever professors were telling them as dogma. But I was like, nope, they're all wrong. I'm right, even though I wasn't all the time. Right. But I corrected things. I I, I kid you not, guys. The first time I was ever published in anything that had to do with the sciences, just so that you understand how I became, um how I became uh, vibrant again, because that's the thing that we lose as we grow older is that vibrancy. I was taking a plant pathology graduate class and Dr. Vincelli is uh, a leading expert in the nation for diseases on plants so I was taking it to see if I can, you know, come up with some idea of a cancer model because I was intrigued that, you know, cancer in plants kind of exist. They're called cankers, right? It's like, have you ever seen a tree with something that looks like a cauliflower on it? That's actually cancer. But the weird thing was is like that cancer doesn't happen because they get sick in the sense of, oh, it's a genetic mutation or whatever. It's actually A bacteria having sex, like literally exchanging DNA with a plant cell. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. How does bacteria? exchange DNA with a plant cell and then create cancer. Well, it just happened. So I didn't take that sitting down. I went to Bonnie Bassler's, um, you know, I attended her lab for a few weeks at John Hopkins where she invented the language of bacteria because believe it or not, guys, they talk. It's called quorum sensing. And I discovered that there was a miscommunication and this is why cancer became. So when he was teaching infection cycles, having completed that knowledge, I told him you're wrong. This is me, okay? Me, the one that had no background in plant pathology except for taking plant physiology classes, um, you know, to qualify to take that class. I said, you're wrong. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I was like, the inoculation cycles that you've been teaching for decades and that are written in these how to teach plant pathology textbooks is wrong. And he said, explain. He actually listened to me and I drew it. And guess what, guys? His updated version that goes out to all plant pathology professors, right? was updated and he gave me credit for the new schematic of how inoculation or infection happens in plants because I discovered it by putting one and one together for another. Now I'm not telling you this to show you that I'm a genius because it wasn't rocket science. It was thinking outside the box and not taking something that someone already said that got maybe a prize for it as dogma. We should never take anything as dogma. And that is exactly what a lot of people are doing today. And this is why we're seeing this enlightenment, this awakening within our society. People are no longer accepting. Oh, this is the way it is. So that's the way it is. And this is what Laura Loomer did. This is what, uh, you know, um, um, Every single person did. This is what Milo Yiannopoulos did. You know, all of them that have been banned and silenced have done exactly that. I mean, my professor could have stood there with all his Ph.D. candidate students in that class. And I was just the random, you know, person there that was not pursuing a Ph.D. in plant pathology. Should have maybe in the future when I'm older, retired, maybe. But all of them were sitting there and here I am like, nope, that's wrong. And he just looked at me but he was he was an actual educator like he teaches professors how to teach and listen and this is the problem that rather than the journalists that have been seasoned right? To see that it's 2019, journalism, the way it has been working doesn't work today. Technology and thought and processes, the way we process information, the way we accept information is completely different. Instead of them embracing that, what did they do? They targeted it. This is why they coined on this blanket statement, conspiracy theorists. get Laura Loomer was 100% right. This is infiltration. And what people don't know is that Laura Loomer talks with Muslims. She talks with think tanks, you know, in the Middle East. She talks with people that I know, you know, and we collaborate to figure out what is really going on. So today's show is going to be boom because right after the show, we're going to have this article drop. And on Monday, it will be the most analytical piece to show you. And I can actually tell my readers, I'll give you some homework just to figure out how many of those terror cells are in the United States that you didn't even realize were terrorists sitting amongst your midst. And they're telling you that themselves. And guess what? They're all laughing. And how the house is fine with that. Because their border situation, their ice situation is failing. So they need to pull what? The usual card. You know, because what are the what is the United States going to do? Implement a Spanish Inquisition? Hmm? That's the thing. So what we need to understand is the information now in 2019 that we're getting is on a platform that is not normal. It is when she stood up and other people stood up and said, you're wrong. I don't have to get my news from you. I get it somewhere else. Kind of like I stood up and said, you're wrong. That's not how it happens. It happens like this. And then suddenly it clicks. Wow. That's how we evolve as human beings, as a civilization. And I've said this before, you know, people telling us about slaves, people telling us about what we did 200 years ago. It was okay to hang someone in the middle of the square and get popcorn, you know, and drinks and celebrate it and watch them die or burn alive. It's not okay now. Why? Because we've evolved. Why? Because there, there was that one person that said, okay, guys, this is wrong. They're still a human being. You know, we have to appreciate the fact that they're humans. We can't sit here and find pleasure in torturing them or being burnt alive. It has to not be like this. We are not savages, right? Right? That's how it happened. It was that person saying, you're wrong. Let me show you. So, right now, our administration, okay, is doing the same thing. This administration has come up and said, you're wrong you're not doing it right you've been doing it wrong what are you talking about good thing you're not running a country yeah because you'd be in jail because you're wrong you're doing it wrong you don't need to treat people like slaves you're wrong you don't need to suppress them you're wrong you don't need to overthrow them you're wrong because people innately are good we are not bad and they're treating us as a reflection of themselves because they're that evil
1: Mm.
0: ilhan omar is one of many 2020, have you looked around the nation to see who's running for seats? Yeah, you're not, are you? And the money that they have is immense. You know, terrorists have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? Lots of it. And what people don't seem to understand is that this is a coup of our nation, not the coup of the president who woke us up who sat there and said, you're all doing it wrong. All of you, wrong, wrong, wrong. He had the guts to do it and stand up. You've been doing it wrong and I'm fixing it. Just like journalism now, you've been doing it wrong. We're the news, not you. Just because you sit in a pretty studio and fly around in fancy planes and you know you have your fancy technology and your photoshopping and your photo editing doesn't mean that you're right. You're wrong. We are. The ones with our phones going out and asking questions, the one digging, the ones on phone calls and chat rooms trying to figure out what's really going on so you are wrong and today... The second hour will outline just how wrong everyone was and just how simple the plan they had was. But, you know, just like President Trump threw a wrench in over a century-old plan, right? Because we knew this plan is going to fail, too. Because we knew, we know, and we're already in place. And Ilhan Omar is worried I wouldn't be surprised if she hopped a plane and ran. I'll see you all in just after this short break. And get ready, buckle up, because this is going to be fun.
1: news
0: real news welcome back everyone to the Tory says show so this hour we are going to break it down so how we're, how are we going to break this down well we're going to break it down to see what we know what people that have a clue are saying and then analyze it and then i'm going to bring to you a piece of i wouldn't say homework but some of you that are at home by a computer or use your phone or whatever don't do it while you're driving because i know a lot of people listen to me while they drive i'm going to break down to you uh, just how covert this is and it is actually labeled as covert west point teaches people that this terrorist group is one of the most covert terrorist groups and you're going to see where it derives from it's really funny where does barack hussein obama come from oh that's right the birthplace the headquarters and the only one visibly labeled as a terrorist group this is a terrorist group that is operating here funny to see how as we delve in to see the tax money and who's getting funded, Pelosi, by places like this? So before we start, I want to play a clip from you from my beloved Tucker Carth. I like him. He's a little bit, mm, you know, mm, I like him. Let's just say I do like him, okay? I do like him. But I want... I want to play Hannity and Tucker, how they covered Ilhan Omar com- comments. And this is coming from CNN Politics Network. Now, I don't know if it's a real CNN site or whatnot, but I'm going to play it for you because it's a great mashup. Take a listen.
4: In a recently discovered interview with Al Jazeera, Omar said that if America cared about keeping its citizens safe, we'd stop worrying about Islamic terrorism, which is really no problem at all, and instead profile white men. Watch.
7: I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Um, and so if fear was the, the driving force of, of, of policies to keep America safe, Americans safe inside of this country, um, we should be uh, profiling, monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men.
4: So not only is that obviously bigoted, it's also stupid, it's untrue. FBI statistics prove that it's actually not factually accurate, what she just said. But in any case, our real fear shouldn't be ISIS or white men. We should be most afraid maybe of clueless lawmakers like Ilhan Omar. Tammy Bruce is president of Independence Women's Voice and hosts Get Tammy Bruce on Fox Nation, which you should watch every episode of, and she joins us tonight. Thank you, sir. Tim, it's just interesting that a lawmaker can get up and attack an entire racial group and it's like, ah, oh, it's no problem. No one notices.
8: Yeah, there was even an attempt, and that was from last year, uh, which is interesting because she now has an opinion piece out calling Donald Trump a racist when she had <laughs> called for, <laughs> while she was a state representative, for racial and gender profiling by federal law enforcement. Uh, This country's history speaks very strongly about the fact that we have rejected that. We had a civil war uh, to reject the idea that people should be treated differently because of how they look or for an immutable personal trait like race or gender. Uh, And yet here she is in the 21st century, uh, usually railing, as we know, about the supposed uh, false racism of of, of the president, because it's political. Uh, and then her own, and some some leftists were actually saying, and we heard her tone, that she was being satirical when she said that. No, she wasn't, she was being serious. Uh, this is this is a point of view that she felt comfortable presenting before she was a major national figure. Uh, and I think that that's what uh, is the truth here. Uh, and at the same time, here you've got a woman of color, this is another thing that it proves, is that uh, racism and bigotry uh is equal opportunity right it is not with one group it's not with one gender it's not with one race it is really about a, a major a desire to control and to malign individuals who 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 maybe are more inclined uh, to not necessarily agree with you or believe what you believe and we've seen historically how that works you you denigrate individuals and others as a problem you separate them and, and this country Every day we work and we practice being Americans by rejecting the very thing she suggested, uh, which is, of course, we should look at other people and judge them on their race. And then once we do that, we should set uh, policy and law enforcement and surveillance on them based on how they appear. Uh, It is the antithesis of the American dream, uh, and it's not who we are as a people at all.
4: That's exactly right. And as always, so nicely put. Great to see you, Tammy. Be sure to check out Tammy's new program. As we said, get Tammy Bruce new episodes out every week.
0: Oh, wow. They didn't have Hannity's clip in here. I actually thought, I must have pulled up the wrong one. But what she is saying is that she is racist, right? Now people are uncovering it. I think that old video, Laura Loomer talked about it last year. But, you know, nobody talks about that. No one says how, you know, hey, this was already ported, or you know, the video where she's talking about terrorism. Why is it making rounds now? You guys can go to lauralumer.us and even Torysays.com and see that me and Laura broke that thing with NDSU and her professor and what was being said. This is the clip that she's referring to. Take a listen.
7: Of, of, of white men across our country, because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. We should be uh, profiling, monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white He's men. He's launching a blatantly racist attack on four duly elected members of the United States of House of Representatives.
0: Duly elected. She's not even supposed to be in this country, guys. So just remember what I just said. She's not supposed to be here.
7: All of whom are women of color. This is the agenda of white nationalists. Whether it is happening in chat rooms or it's happening on national TV, And now it's reached the White House garden.
0: What about her people that are calling, you know, black people the N-word? What about her people condemning, you know, and and disgusted that they have to tick the black box, right? Why? Why why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about how they said that they're okay with having a terrorist in their city rather than what? Christians. Why aren't they saying this? Or the anti-Semitism. Why? No, no, no. Because it's not how they are taught. And you're going to figure out how many millions of Muslim Americans, good Muslim Americans, are being trained, just like she said, they were being trained in the New York Times op-ed.
7: He would love nothing more than to divide our country based on race, religion, gender, orientation, or immigration status.
0: Yet her people throw gay people off the roof, and her religion is demanding that the federal government make exceptions, that Muslims are being treated differently, and that there is work halal. There's a federal case already filed that they wanna get paid when they pray. They shouldn't have to meet quotas of the day because they have to take breaks because they pay. Nobody gets a leniency card at work unless they are physically disabled. So is she saying that the fact that they're Muslims and they're praying are physically disabled and they fall under the ADA act? Like, how are they gonna argue this? First Amendment, right? No, dude. You signed up for the job. You knew what you had to do. We're not gonna make accommodations for it. Just like we don't make accommodations for other people of other races and beliefs and religions.
7: Because this is the only way he knows he can prevent the solidarity of us working together.
0: Solidarity, social solidarity, key statement in totalitarianism.
7: All of our um, Good question. Can you set the when it comes to the political I just want to get to your side of the story. Do you think
6: that Trump and Obama are the same, just different when it comes to your
7: policies? Do you think that President Obama is the same as President Trump? Absolutely not. That is silly to even think and equate the two. One is human, the other is... Is it
0: true that you just... Okay. Did you hear that? You can't equate Trump and Obama. One is human. The other one is not. Of course, Obama's human because he made sure you got here. Of course he is because he went through the organization as a child that your granddaddy founded. The, the organization that is alive and well by your family that are leaders of big, the biggest terrorist groups. And you know what? You have to pay attention because, you know, I've been saying her name is not Ilhan Omar. It is not Ilhan Elmi because you will see that, yes, even her coming here, she told you the truth partially of the names that she elected. She told you the truth partially. She was never born in 1982. She was born in 1977. She came here as an adult. Pay attention. Listen to what else she says.
4: On Wednesday, House Democrats will introduce a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. This comes after freshman Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar made more comments that leaders of her own party are calling anti-Semitic.
5: And I thought the resolution should be enlarge the issue to anti-Semitism, anti-Islamophobia, et cetera, anti-white supremacist, and that it should not mention her name, and that's what we're working on, something that is one resolution addressing these these forms of hatred
0: so not anti-semitism only now it has to include islamophobia and white supremacy islamophobia how are muslims islamophobic when they're asking the same question because she's making them look bad even the somalis that are here not the ones that went through and are and are um that adhere to her family's installations uh, pay attention families installations because this is all going to come out today I'm going to put it out there so you guys can sit all weekend and sit all week while I'm offline and talk about it the articles are going to be put out because this is key they're trying to tell you because you're questioning her it's Islamophobic do you know how many Muslims are out there that are not like her that do not push this idea and you know fair be said right that Throughout, you know, their their books and, and the Quran, yes, there are definitive statements to tell people that these people are evil. These people are evil. And you know what? I can uh, attest to that because someone may say well you're kind of biased to Turkish people because you're Greek yeah I kind of am because uh, they committed genocide uh, against um, members of my family uh, the city my family comes from b- the village was actually uh, the capital of Greece for like a day uh, while they were fighting that because there was a huge genocide yeah one might say I'm I'm biased because my family members were you know chucked off clips they were raped uh, one of of um, my um ancient members of part of the revolution to um you know overthrow the islamic regime that had taken hold of greece was literally put on a spit alive and roasted i i kid you not um you can look it up his name is kalakatronis this is just how vicious they were so yeah i may be biased but all the people of Turkey aren't disgusting. All the people of Turkey aren't like this because they see it too. They're like, okay, what we did in the past is in the past. We need to move forward. We need to Westernize. We need to come up with the times yet. Their leaders do not want that. Listen to what else listen to Pelosi because it'll, it'll, it'll open your eyes to what's to come. And Pelosi already sat down with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's going down. Hopefully people can get behind this, you know, guy who's running against her, Antoine Tucker. Totally love him. He's like gangster turned Christian. And he is exactly what America represents. The people that have made mistakes, the people that have, you know, um, tried and tested the system, the people that are ready to serve their communities the right way. That is what our elections are about, right, guys? It is those people that live amongst us, that have learned, and that have that, that wish to serve us. Those are the people we elect, not people like Pelosi, who bow down and agree with the agenda. This is uh, the ultimate plan. We have to remember. I, I urge all of you to read about the Spanish Inquisition and find out exactly what that was about.
5: Not mentioning her name because it's not about her. It's about oh, these, these forms of hatred. She hasn't apologized. So she need to apologize? Well, maybe she may need to explain that she did not, it's up to her to, to explain, uh, but I do not believe that she understood the full weight of the words.
8: Democrats didn't abandon Omar over her comments about Israel. Her criticism of Barack Obama is another matter. For some, those comments may prove to be more incendiary.
1: Hey, <laughs>
4: can you imagine criticizing President Obama is going to be more incendiary than saying something anti-Semitic
8: in the end for the Democratic Party?
2: The president said that you should be, you should resign for, and the vice president said you should be held accountable for your views. Can you respond? No, thank you. Then asked about this Wednesday tweet where she said to Trump, you have trafficked and hate your whole life against Jews, Muslims, indigenous, immigrants, black people, and more. I learned from people impacted by my words. When will you? Omar took strong exception. This morning, we said the president yes. trafficked.
7: What is wrong
2: with you question about your tweet you had a tweet saying the president trafficked in hate
7: i yes i tweeted there's a response you can run that and have a nice day why can't
2: you explain more what you meant to say
7: she will
0: never explain she doesn't want to explain and she won't tell you and the reason she won't tell you is because she comes from a nation that never uh does right but actually does what it takes what's the biggest problem in somalia Piracy, right? Pirates. And it's not, you know, um, you know what we see from Pirates of the Caribbean. This is like vicious stuff where they try to attack. Actually, there's really funny videos on YouTube where they try to, um, uh, little Somali pirates come in and they try to like take over U.S. naval ships. Now that is hilarious. Um, and they get exploded. But this is how they do things. They take. But why? The question is why? So, um, In order for us to understand her crimes, and I'm glad that Tom Fitton finally got involved to make a statement and to push it forward, he says that there is enough information to open criminal investigations into Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Abdullahi Omar. So take a listen. But
9: you need to be active as well. You should be asking questions of your elected representatives, and we should be holding them accountable to the rule of law. Just yesterday, Judicial Watch filed an ethics complaint with the House Ethics Committee demanding an investigation of the potential marriage fraud, IRS fraud, yeah. immigration fraud of Alon Omar. The leftist media has been protecting this person from the overwhelming evidence of potential criminal misconduct. And obviously the House House Ethics Committee should take action to make sure she's in compliance with the ethics rules and the law. And there's more than enough information out there, credible information for the Justice Department, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, and the IRS to open up criminal investigations into Congressman Ilan Omar. Because Judicial Watch's motto and motivation is because no one is above the law.
0: Okay, something I wanted to tell you guys that came across. So you heard that, right? That was him speaking at the Turning Point USA conference that the president also went to. Did you guys see how at the Turning Point USA conference there was a symbol of the presidential seal that was altered? And our president was standing in front of it. And how everyone said it was a notion because the eagle had two heads instead of one. And instead of holding arrows, it was holding golf clubs. Did you see how they said, oh, it's Russian? Uh Uh-uh. No, guys. This was the Muslim Brotherhood telling you that they're here and they're in your ranks. Uh, You know, that wasn't reported by anyone, so I thought I'd bring that up. And why am I telling you this? The double-headed eagle is the symbol of the Ottoman Empire, the Byzantine regime, Okay, it was the Byzantine regime. And so I need you guys to listen carefully to what I tell you. When I speak of infiltration, you know, I get a lot of flack. I, I, you know, I I love my listeners, all of them. A lot of them ask me, why do you attack people like, you know, Glenn Beck or Mark Levin? The president retweets him. It's okay that he retweets them you know you never tell the enemy you know they're the enemy and ne- the enemy is never going to wear their shield uh, you know he's not I'm not saying that he's an enemy of the people but he's an opportunist right have you ever heard him speak one listener actually told me he was so condescending to a listener saying have you read my book in my book forget your book what is your real analysis not your ghostwriters that write these things for you what is your analysis because I can pull up tons of chats before he decided to block me on Facebook when we were talking and I was calling him out. This is, you know, the reality, guys. The infiltration is everywhere, even in the ranks of Turning Point USA, where they had the presidential emblem behind our president altered and no one is talking about it on Twitter. Why? Where is the discussion? You know why? Because people are saying it's Russian. No, it's not. It's that of the Muslim Brotherhood. It's that of the Ottoman Empire. It's that of the Byzantine. See, people don't know history. History is so skewed. What is the Muslim Brotherhood? You have to look back to the Spanish Inquisition and find that double eagle. And the golf clubs were just taking a poke that we've got you and you think you know better. But unfortunately for them, we all know. We all know because we all know where your schools are throughout our nation. I want all of you during this break that we have the next five minutes that are able to access a computer, that are able to, you know, get on your phone and, you know, a kind of search. I want you to just look at how many Muslim youth centers we have in our nation. Muslim youth centers, because, you know, back in the 80s, And the 70s, right? These were established by the Muslim Brotherhood to do what? Help reach young boys. Obviously, it's evolved to include girls now. To uh, understand what being Muslim is like and how they can serve and push the message out to their communities. The Muslim Youth Center. The one in Kenya by the United States in the 90s was deemed to be a terrorist organization. Oh, but just the one in Kenya, the one in Ohio, the one in Maryland, the one in Pennsylvania, the one in Indiana, the one in California, the one in every single state of this nation. I actually don't know if we have it in North Dakota, but we have Lutheran Social Services. So it's kind of the same thing, right? Because we import unaccompanied refugees in this state. We are one of the 13 states that do import them. So Muslim Youth Center. It is a registered terrorist organization that is based out of Kenya. Mm -mm. No, it's not. It's actually worldwide. And it's actually created by the Turks. And it's in Kenya. Remember, the Turkish people have invested how many billions of dollars in what country? Somalia. Somalia and Kenya are one in the same. Who did Ilhan Omar supposedly marry? What family did she flee her country from? You know, on an airplane. Remember, she said she left on an airplane. Tell you something about names. Just so that you understand how the names of Somalis are put out. And it's almost similar to that of Greeks, right? Because I'll tell you what, my middle name is Pete. (laughs) And people will be like, well, no wonder, you know, all these Jose's that use your ID can use it and do whatever they want. Yeah, but it's culture, because in in my culture, in my father being an immigrant, you know, it's your child's name, then your father's name, then your last name. In Somalia, it's not. It's your given name, your father's name, and your grandfather's name. Uh, that it, your grandfather's name and your father's name. That is how it goes. So they know your heritage. So again, she hasn't completely lied to you about her name. Because if you look at the graph, you know, that assigned put together showing you how she came here you have to wonder why she changed her name to what she changed it to when she came if she was an elmy because she was never an elmy Never, ever an Elmi. Look at her sister, Sarah Noor, when she came here. But where is she living in Kenya? Where is her supposed brother-husband living in Kenya? Because they're not Somali. They are Kenyan. She did not live in a refugee camp. She was part of the organization that is at these refugee camps. And she was only there for a couple of months because it was worked out with Lutheran Social Services how to bring her over here and how to get the family to penetrate and expand into... In the Western nations, because where do we see the majority of these ISIS recruits coming from? It's not Germany, it's not France. Where are they being recruited from? England and the United States. What is the capital of ISIS recruitment in our nation? It's Minneapolis. Statistics say it. Why? No one's paying attention. Muslim Youth Center has a new name. And right after this break, I'm going to explain to you its new name and how it came. I'm going to let you in on this, you know, um, Muslim culture so that you understand just what Laura Loomer was talking about three years ago and just how it's coming to fruition. But here's the thing. We already know. We already knew. And all of us have pulled together, not just Americans, but other Muslim nations have pulled together because they are tired of being labeled as such. You know, there's Christians today that are around the world that believe the Old Testament the way it was. Legit. I mean, I read the Old Testament because, you know, uh, I, I, I like that version. It's the original one and I stick by it. Maybe because I'm Orthodox Christian. I'm a historical Christian. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to sell my kid for cows. It doesn't mean that I would kill this or do that. Uh, these are things that were culturally probably appropriate at, uh, at the time or they're just metaphors. You don't take everything literal, right? You can't take things literal because if you did, we wouldn't have Bible study, right? To interpret what it says, right? Let's just get that straight. So I'm going to let you in to see exactly who the real Ilhan Omar is. But remember the structure of the names. I'll see you all in just a bit after this break.
5: 800-961-9194, promo code State. Put sleepless nights behind you with MyPillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For
1: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
3: Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed.
0: Right. Welcome back. Okay, so here's where we have it. I hope all of you looked at the Muslim Youth Center, the Muslim Youth Center that's everywhere in our nation. They are in every single state of our nation. And their job, just so you all know, they have an objective. And sometimes they go under the Youth Muslim Youth Org. You need to listen to what their association's objective is. And that is Community Service Project and Activities is the hallmark of Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Association. For years, Muslim youth and young men have organized blood drives to save lives. You know, they tell you all this stuff that they do spiritual and moral training one of the principal objectives of this association is the moral and spiritual training of you know Ahmadi Muslim men and boys through a mixture of religious and secular activities it's dedicating to ensuring its members develop and excel in qualities as piety honesty and fair dealing primary aim of this moral training is to ensure these young men can be good citizens and better contribute to the communities they live this is they put all this great stuff in there they're all all nonprofits, and they're all made by different organizations. I am going to tell you now about something that you know has been changed in regards to definition, has been weaponized into regards to definition. There is a term called hajira, hijra, Okay, it comes from the Latin word of hajira, okay, uh, which means emigration or migration. This word has been weaponized and it was taken heed by the Ottoman government. Ottoman, uh, what is that, Turkey? What is that, Muslim Brotherhood? What is that, the double-headed eagle? This is the most covert jihad you have ever seen. The term of this, they say, is for, you know, Muhammad's migration from Mecca to Medina, uh, during, you know, um, in 60, it's in 622 CE of their, uh, timing where he migrated. It's uh, the term is um, also used uh, for where people were migrating uh, to other nations from Somalia to like Ethiopia and Kenya. Uh, so mush- muhajirun are the, you know, emigrants, the people that go and they penetrate. So basically, this is a way for people that, you know, they would migrate um, for God you know, to go. There's a quote. As for those who have migrated for the sake of Allah um, after being persecuted, I'll provide them with a good home in this life and yet there is still a reward of the life to come if they knew. So this notion, okay, this notion of hijra is migration to infiltrate. So you move and you plant and you infiltrate. In the article that I have published uh, on lauralumer.us, that is, um, you know, who is Ilhan Omar? Um, It was, no, it wasn't that one. It was the hypocrite. That she was exposed because she's guilty of everything she's accused Trump of doing. In that article, I've demonstrated to you how, you know, that tweet that I've pinned to my Twitter account where she is saying that the Somalis will deport Americans. Right. Uh, Because there was a uh, article that was put out by the mayor of Maine um, of the city of Lewiston. And, you know, he was very concerned that the Somalis that were being imported into his state and into his city, basically, were not assimilating. They were bringing, they weren't parking their cultural nuances at the door. And like I said in the article, the one thing that we think of when we think of Maine is that creepy clown, Stephen King, you know, plaid shirts, tall trees, lobsters, lobster butter, right? That's what you think of cold, snowy boats, you know, that, that Maine feeling. Well, it's not like that. There's an article that I put out there from the Maine and the record journal and you, you'll see tons of it where it literally quotes, today the smell of deep fried sambusa fills a store in Lisbon Street and the aroma of basmati rice and goat meat emanates from another. Shops feature colorful clothing and African staples like fufu flour. Those are not qualities that you think of when you're visiting Maine. That is not the smell that you will experience. That is not the vision that you will see. That is what you see on the streets of Kenyan Somalia right now. The population has actually, according to recent statistics, um, and I should update the article to note that, uh, is that there's about fifty-two thousand of them, and it's actually at forty-nine point five percent are refugees from Kenya, Somalia, Liberia, and a few are from the Congo. Um, You know, in that article, there's a a coach that coaches soccer that says, oh, he kind of likes the fact that they take breaks to pray and stuff during the thing. That's fine. You know, I'd be so proud of any teammate praying, and I'm okay with all of them praying. You know, they pray five times a day, and if their prayer catches the ear of the one true God, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. The thing is, why are you changing the face of our country? Because of Hijra. You get it? This was the point. Why is care only importing people from the Horn of Africa? Why is Lutheran social services only importing people from the Horn of Africa? Why don't we have Iraqi Muslims running? Why don't we have Kuwaiti Muslims running for office? Pay attention. Why do we have African Muslims only and specifically those that are from the Horn of Africa or Turkish running? That is what you need to ask yourself because the Muslim Brotherhood is the one that implemented Hijra. That is what the whole Spanish Inquisition was about. They implemented and embraced hijra, So they took over Europe. They took over England. You will see Arabic and inscriptions up in, up all the way into Scotland. And nobody asks, why are there Arabic inscriptions in the Roman baths? Nobody dares to ask because this has happened before. The Migration. They migrate and they take over. Obviously, they are, they are outnumbered in the United States. So they come to do what? Disrupt the structure of our nation. And here's the thing. This organization changed its name from Muslim Youth Center to Al-Hisra. Al-Hisra, according to the UN report, was the one that funded and recruited and helped with the Kenyan mall bombing because Al-Shabaab imports all their people from there because this is where they train in these Muslim youth centers where like the New York op-ed she exposed that they get trained the Jews are horrible this is what they're bringing to the US they're not bringing people here to assimilate they're bringing people here that seek to um, come here reside populate and in, and take over basically and they have done this over the past 20 years in a very subtle way and the Muslim nations across the world are crying out why because they will no longer enjoy the spoils of the western civilization they will no longer have iPhones and Google and uh, advancements no they won't because if everyone is a devout Sharia right compliant you know Muslim then there is no diversity and if there is no diversity there is no progress and innovation and they come in harsh aggressive and with one thing in mind which is domination and if you remember correctly the Ottoman Empire had taken over the Arab nations and they do not appreciate it the Arab nations expelled the Turks the Arab nations don't associate with the Turks because they are called fanatics they take notions such as emigration that are in their Quran that one may find as a peaceful way to move when you're being persecuted and reside elsewhere, to being weaponized as the most covert jihad you have ever seen. And this is exactly what this woman is doing. This is why they cry to find out who is a terrorist. Did you know that Salah Sarsour, who was the bodyguard bodyguard of Erdogan's daughter, is in the United States. Do you know that he runs one of the biggest Muslim training centers out of Wisconsin? Huh? And he's in pictures with, you know, Linda Sarsour and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, which I'll tell you what, Rashida's just a clown. She's stupid. She's just a fanatic right, that just nods and takes notes from Ilhan. Ilhan tells her what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. If you didn't pay attention to the meeting, the meeting, the press conference where all four of them stood, you, you, you probably didn't pay attention. All of them were looking to her for approval of what they were saying. All of them made slight bow movements to who? Ilhan Omar. Because, Why? Again, I ask you, why are all these presidents of nations that are Muslim Brotherhood controlled inviting her? Why are they having closed door meetings? You know, Ilhan Omar is so stupid because she thinks that we don't see. You had a meeting with Erdogan in New York City and, according to the Iranian press, Rouhani before you were congresswoman but at that time who was president uh-huh who's stomping ground is new york city uh-huh who was paying attention uh-huh we already hear see and know everything she's doing the fact that the president dropped his comments was just to have her scramble for mitigation because when you scramble for mitigation we find everything and you know how fisa warrants work right guys You know how they work, right? They work in the sense of, if Ilhan was to call me, I'm then being monitored. But what if I called someone else, that person would then be monitored. Goes up a level, goes up Are you getting this? Because the whiplash here that is coming as of January will show that the Democrats knew. I'm telling you the Democrats knew. I'm telling you the Democrats know. And what... Pelosi doesn't seem to understand is is that they still believe that their control and the fact that they have taken hold of our mainstream media will skew us to not see the truth, which is wrong. This is why everything is coming to fruition. And you know, again, Laura Loomer broke all these things. She told you about these things and she was silent. And a lot of people are saying, well, what is the administration doing for her? They're doing exactly what they should be doing and pretending they don't know. And you're going to be like, well, you're telling us, so you're telling the enemy. (laughs) Well, that's because it's too late. That's why President Trump talked about it. It's way too late for them to cover that. It's way too late for that to be even reexamined or backtracked. They're done. They are done. We know every single staff member and moderator on all your forums. We know every single email address you use. We know why you married Elmi to bring him here to get an education because you needed to get his foot into the United States because you promised that. I mean, where else can he be free and flamboyant? He can't do that in Kenya. Now can he? I mean, he's doing it. We see pictures of him on the beach all limp-wristed. Hirsi, right? Hirsi is her actual husband. And what people don't seem to understand is, wait a minute, she married her brother under Christian, you know, Bells. Yeah. Because then under the eyes of Allah, what was that? Takiyah. Takiyah. That is what it was, which is what? Lying for a purpose to to complete Allah's will. People are not paying attention to the small little nuances. It wasn't done outside in a court where the law of the land apparently has to abide with the law of Islam. And obviously she's living in America, so the laws may been, but if she did it under Christ, which they denounce, which they loathe, which is blasphemy for them, but when used correctly, it's considered taqiyah, it means that she did not disgrace her husband, Hirsi. Are you seeing this? Hirsi is a Somali. Hirsi is the man she was supposed to marry to continue the bloodline. The bloodline of Al-Shabaab. The bloodline of Al-Hirash. Right? The bloodline of the Muslim Youth Center. They've created the Muslim Caucus. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with it being a Muslim caucus we have a Jewish caucus we've got a Greek American caucus I mean they're not that staunch right we've got Italian American caucuses right don't we because every single community has their you know culture to bring but I don't seem to understand um, you know it's not like a Jewish caucus is an Israeli caucus right because Jews can be from everywhere we have African Jews we have you know Russian Jews we have Polish Jews we've got Greek Jews we've got Italian Jews right it's actually an Israeli caucus so every community that comes to this nation and contributes has their own caucus because they want to bring what? The best qualities of their nation forward and integrate that into our society, right? So like when all these migrants came over, what happened? We see, you know, um, Uh, The Greeks opening up restaurants, right? That's their forte. Food, 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 food. Italians the same, right? What did we see with the Jewish community? They're good at money. Banks, jewelry, you know, bagel shops, right? Stuff like that. So everybody brings their own quality. And again, you come from Somalia, you open up Somali restaurant. Maybe you teach people, you know, your language. So you have a language school. That's cool. But when you open up schools to teach people how to hate the country that they're in, How to infiltrate and convert other people into it. That's a big problem. Did you know what the leaders of Al-Shabaab, what their names are? I think I should run off a few names so people can listen. Because this is key. Because, see, like I've said before, a good lie always has truth. Always. And so what we see here is that Ilhan Omar never lied completely, aside from the fact that she lied about her date of birth, aside from the fact that she lied about her documentation and who she was part of, because she is not Kenyan. She is Somali. And she comes from a long, long, long line of people that run Somalia. She is part of that 1% of the Mogadishu people. She is who runs it. And what's incredible is, is that people don't see it or they claim not to see it because at the end of the day, it's, is it, whose fault is it that she's able to do all these things? Answer that question to yourself. How is she able to do all these things under our nose? How is she able to function, right? How is she able to do this guys? We let her do it. And more so Congress and the people that are supposed to be protecting us. We're supposed to be on top of this, right? That is the problem here, is that we are not being protected by the people that are supposed to be protecting us. And we are not being educated the way we're supposed to be educated. See, terrorists, do you have their names? Do you have the list? Of course we do. Everybody does. And this is unclassified. This has been derived from an unclassified, you know, area. But I'm going to read you out some names, So who's the spokesperson of Al-Shabaab, right? That would be Muhammad Ali Rajah. He's the Sheikh Khalidir, right? Then we have the head of the weapons and technical division that comes in, and that is Abdullah Julik Timo. And then we have Al-Shabaab's regional relations. So it's like, what's going on in, uh, you know, Somalia? Skip over him. Let's go to the Dode. Okay, who is responsible for the death squad? Who is the one that calls for the terrorist attacks? Who is the one that calls for the bombers, right? That would be Haji, Abdullahi, Abdullahi Haji, Abdullahi. Let's keep going. There's like so many. Chief of NGOs under Al-Shabaab. What? That's super crazy. They even, Al-Shabaab has like a head of the charities they work with. Yeah, kind of does. That's super duper weird, isn't it, guys? I think that's weird. Don't you? I really think that's weird. <laughs> and so one would say, well, th- well, that's weird. Yeah. His name? Guess what his name is? Come on. Omar Abdullahi Jumal. Wait a minute. What? Oh. Oh, let's let's um let's keep going. The Sheikh. Let's go for a Sheikh. We have the Sheikh Omar, who heads what? Orphan care. So you need to be understanding who exactly came into this country. I mean, we've already established How we've gotten these war criminals from Somalia in here. They're still there. They're all here. They're coming here and they're lying about who they are, sort of. Because you will never denounce your family. How dare you? You know, obviously, her whole family list, as you can see in Steinberg's list, which is a little bit off, right? Which is a little bit off. The deal was that she was going to marry Elmi to be fostered by these Kenyans. She was going to marry him. And obviously in her culture, you don't have kids after you're 30, man. You have them early as possible. You would think, wow, you were pretty young having kids before you went to college. No, it's because she lied about her age. She's five years older than what she is. And she kind of took a while. She just had to make it it look like, yo, I was legal at the time, so. And I wasn't like rushing into it, so. That's the thing. She's telling you, oh, you know, when I first had my kids, I was 20. Actually, she was 27. Okay? That's break it down actually she came into this nation at the age of 18 yet she enjoyed five years of benefits as a child refugee getting what food stamps free this subsidized housing her daddy created a business super easy because you get all that cash right you get all that help right who's funding them where do you get the cash see the question is people need to see where did mr elmy get all this money Think about it. Where did he get all this money? See, these are questions no one's asking. The, the simple question, look at the graph that Seinberg put out. She's the only one that chose those names. Because <laughs> it's her granddaddy and her daddy still there. And, you know, Turkey loves her because guess what? Mr. Abdullahi of Al-Shabaab, super tight with who? Yeah, Erdogan. You know, because they got together when he built the base, right? There's a lot of what, head of NGOs, the one Omar, right? And then the other Omar is head of what, the orphans. So we collect the orphans, train them, put them in these camps, and then we have LSS, export them. Here's where we go to the unaccompanied refugee importation from Kenya and Somalia, guys. Paying attention yet? This is where we need to focus. We already have the terrorists here. Obama, right before he left office, guess what Loretta Lynch did? The case that was open against CARE and the Muslim Society of America, right? Islam of America. All of them. I have the court paperwork. We're going to be putting that up next week. Loretta Lynch shut that down right before Obama became president. And then you're going to say, well, why didn't Trump open it up? No, not yet. Got to wait. You got to be patient. Because you can't just go there and point at the enemy because that is exactly what some reporters did. And look at where they are now. You got to be very tactful because you need to find out the methods. How do you communicate? How do you speak? Kind of like we did when we already knew there was a Russian national spy at our U.S. embassy, right? We knew that. But what did we do? Did we arrest them right away? No. We observed eight months, played dumb, completely dumb. Found out everything, led us to Nellie Orr, led us to Bruce Orr. Boy, is he going to be singing. I hear he's got pretty good pipes. So this is how you eliminate an enemy. Just like you eliminate weeds from your garden. You don't tug it and let the root snap in there and stay. You gut it. You wiggle the soil around until it's the right time and then you gank. And if you have to, you use one of those sharp, you know, diggers to get it out right this is what we're doing see it's all coming to fruition didn't i tell you guys two weeks ago who are the ones that are supporting the muslim brotherhood so we've got let's just take the example of libya who is funding the libyan um city of tripoli the city of tripoli that has one of the heads of the muslim brotherhood the only area of libya that is recognized as supposed Libya just by the UN. Again, who are the people of the UN telling you who are the good guys and the bad guys? Didn't they just issue a favorable report about Turkey? Didn't they issue a favorable report about Somalia? And that Canadian journalist went over there to prove that the United the United Nations Human Rights report about Somalia was correct. She went there to show you that there's no terrorism according to the UN report. And what do we She died, of course. How ironic sounds like those idiots around our nation which i urge to travel to all these places maybe they'll end up like those tours they were like oh they're really nice here and they got hacked up on camera you know beheaded sliced with machetes we need to pay attention who's funding that oh yeah that's right it's turkey and qatar who are the only ones that were supporting this iran thing on behalf of europe that's right turkey and qatar People aren't paying attention. Why do we have troops moved in surrounding the area of Qatar? Why did we just send 500? Oh, that's right. Oh. Why do we have ships in the eastern Mediterranean? Is it about Syria? No, it's not. Is it about Iran? No, it's not. That is where we're not paying attention. So while the mainstream media distracts every idiot with the Iran thing where they're trying to pull us in, the smart people are focusing on the real problem. The infiltration in our nation that has actually come into a house. We have a terrorist in our house. We have a terrorist in our house. But she's not going to be there for long. And I am so glad that we have documentation that the Democrats have thrown full support behind her, behind them. It's going to make us look real good because no matter how far left and deranged you are, When you hear that the person believes and their family chop people up in the middle of the street for not following Sharia and stoning them, can't help but hate. See you all. I'll see you on Monday. God bless from all of us here at Red State, guys. Have a wonderful weekend.
6: Down in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper, and grab a shovel, dig the hole a little
1: deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.